0: Deeds versus intent, sacrifices versus offerings, all kinds of random heathen ramblings coming at you now. Let's get into the podcast. All right, everybody, hail and welcome back to another random, heathen ramblings episode on the Midgard Musings Podcast. My name's Jesse. You guys know who I am, what I'm about, at least the the majority of the folks out here that are listening, on uh, all kinds of a variety of podcast platforms. Thank you to all my Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, Google Podcast listeners, um and any of the other platforms. I know there's a bunch of them out there where this uh, this is being heard. Anchor, of course, got a little something, something to talk about with these guys later on in the podcast as part of my random ramblings. But um, yeah, I got an interesting episode lined up today, like we mentioned briefly in the intro. All kinds of interesting stuff. But before we get into it, um, I do want to remind everyone to, if you like what I do, here on this podcast, and there are a number of ways for you to support what I do. Um, first of all, um, it's free, right? We're we're just gonna go over the free stuff because everybody loves free. Everybody's like, "Oh, I love what you do, man! I think you're awesome. I think it's great. I think you should stop. You suck." Like, you know, whatever your feedback is, you got you got a multitude of ways that are free that cost you nothing but maybe your time and just a, a click of a button. So we're going to go over all that stuff first. First of all, you can favorite the podcast, you can upvote the podcast, you can subscribe, you can follow whatever it is. Whatever platform that you're listening on, if you like it, give it an upvote, you know, follow it, subscribe, I don't know. There's a whole all kinds of stuff that you can uh, that you can do based on the uh, platforms that you're listening to me on if you like it. And that costs you nothing and it helps the algorithms out, you know, helps the algorithms figure out okay there's a certain amount of people that want to hear more stuff like this so when new episodes come out you are notified about it. at least that's the way i understand algorithms um the next thing for you to do is head to the show notes of this podcast episode and click on the linktree link okay linktree is like a one stop shop one shop stop it's 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 like the uh, You're going down the interstate, you're going down the freeway, right? You got that truck stop area, you got that rest area. Everything's there. You got your commode, you got your snacks, you got your drinks, you got your cool little information about whatever is going on in that area. It's your one-stop shop, one-shop stop, whatever you call it. It's your road stop, rest area. Check it all out. You subscribe to my channel on YouTube, follow me on Twitter, like the Facebook page. Um, All that stuff, again, costs you nothing. It's free, it's just a click. your likes follows, shares and subscriptions are greatly appreciated and as I mentioned before, helps build the platforms that I distribute content on. so consider doing that as well. now for all of those that want to help the channel in a monetary sort of way, you've got a multitude of options there as well in the link tree link. you can buy my merchandise at MidgardMusingsStore.com. dot got t-shirts, hoodies tank tops, um, all different kinds of apparel, uh, for men, women, children, even toddlers. Midgardenreasoningstore.com has got you set up there, headed over there to that link, true link to find that link. Um, you've also got, uh, monetary donations that you can send via PayPal. Buy me a coffee through the Ko-Fi app for the price of a cup of coffee. You can monetarily donate to the channel and every little bit helps because, what I aim to do here is deliver quality content. Koala tea. If you think about the word, it sounds like the the the, the, the bear rodent sort of um, whatever critter from Australia, koala, drinking a cup of good old English tea, right? Koala tea. That's the that's the goal and that's the aim of what I'm doing here uh, with the podcast and with everything else that I, you know, put out. Because you guys want quality, right? You want that koala tea. So if you want to donate monetarily, you can do so through PayPal. You can also do so through the Ko Fi app. Um, and anytime I go live on the YouTube channel, super chat donations are appreciated. YouTube takes a massive cut. It's like I'm with I'm, it's like it's like I'm paying for protection from the mob over here. These guys, they take a thirty percent cut. You wanna bypass the middleman and just you know help the channel help the podcast out considered it doing paypal um it is greatly appreciated but again if you want a little something something in your own pockets and you want a little you know give something get something sort of thing think about buying merchandise i also make rune sets i wood burn rune sets out of birch and driftwood and you can um send me your information via email you can email me midgard musings at gmail.com if you're interested Um, They are uh, $20 a set for domestic United States uh, orders. That includes shipping for my international listeners out there. Um, $20 is the baseline, and I will uh, add international shipping charges and quote you accordingly based on where you are in the world. So, again, I have birch rune sets, driftwood rune sets. Um, The the materials are are, are sourced. Um, I I, I source those materials, and then I would burn... The runes onto the uh, to the uh, to the pieces, so they are all natural. They are not stained or or preserved in any sort of way. I kind of leave that up to the recipients to do so in their own sort of way. Um, that's just kind of the way I've been doing it. So again, all different kinds of ways that you can support uh, the podcast. Okay, um, so with that being said, I do have some information for you all to listen to. Um, We've got Patreon as well coming up, so we're going to take a short break before we get into the episode and get into the meat and the potatoes of this random heathen ramblings episode. Take a listen and see what fits you. Uh, Don't forget to call into the podcast. That phone number, that hotline number is coming up right after this. Stay tuned. Everybody all over the world, if you are looking to get your voice heard on the Midgard Musings podcast, you have the option to call in, leave a voicemail, and be featured on the podcast. So all you have to do is to whatever country that you're in, you need to dial one to reach the United States. Area code 615 671 two is the hotline number. Just call in, leave your voicemail there, and I will review it. And I would love to feature your message here on a future Midgard Musings podcast episode. Really excited to feature this opportunity on this platform. So again, that number is 615-671-9832. It is a local United States domestic number, so if you are outside of the country and you need to reach the U.S., dial 1 uh, for the U.S., 615-671-9832. Go ahead and call into the podcast. Leave your message there. I am looking forward to hearing from you. Thank you so very much for supporting what I do here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast on Midgard Musings. Hey, everybody. Do you guys enjoy what I do here on the podcast? And do you enjoy listening and watching to what I do on YouTube as well? Maybe you're trying to think of a way to help support these projects and and content that I release. Well, I'm going to give you one idea to think about, and that is Patreon. I'm not sure if you realize it, but Midgard Musings is available to become a patron uh, to on Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings, and you can help support What I do here on the podcast and across my other social media platforms for just as little as a dollar a month if you so choose, right? So if everybody who's listening and watching what I do pledged just $1 a month, that would help tremendously. There are other tier levels of support that you can choose on Patreon. So head over to patreon.com slash Midgard Musings and see what fits you over there. As always, thank you so much for your support. Let's get back to the podcast. All right, so here we are back again. Thank you all so much for putting up with that, you know, roughly 10 minutes worth of stuff. You know, got to get it out there. It's what the podcast is about, right? If you want something, you got to make something. And what I want to make is a fun and entertaining sort of experience listening experience so whatever it is that you're doing wherever it is that you're going whatever it is all of it just you can listen to Midgard musings if you can listen to random heathen ramblings podcast um, and find some enjoyment out of it um, then I'm happy so thank you all for that support like I said in the intro you know a couple of things on my mind that I thought would be fun to uh, go on a bit of a rambling rant about. I mentioned intro uh, in the intro about uh, sacrifice over offerings, or or sacrifice versus offerings, and you know deeds versus intent, all this kind of stuff. But what am I even talking about? You know, what's even that? Why is that something? And the idea or the thing that kind of you know uh, sparked this mind fire to ignite as it were uh, was a post that I saw on a pretty large Facebook group so for any of my listeners out there that are um, wondering what that group is it is is, is simply t- titled Asatru or Asatru or however you know, whatever emphasis um, that you want to that you want to put to the word. Um, I'll probably add the link to the group in the, in the show notes uh, just in case anybody out there listening is not familiar with it, but it's, it is a, (laughs) it's an interesting group to say the least. Um, And I I know, you know, it's a group that is not for, not for everybody. And I, and, and I say that only because not everybody takes the same, style or, or it's not even real style doesn't take the same approach to heathenry as as the next person this group on facebook that i'm talking about is um run by and, and moderated by um what i would consider hardcore reconstructionist type folks and there's a lot of knowledge there's a lot of information that can be extracted from the information that's shared here there's also um you know uh you know some people that approach uh or that, that come to this approach of, of of religion uh when i talk about this approach i'm talking about heathenry um they're there's they're still trying to figure things out right and they and they find things oh i'm also true i'm a satruar, or i'm whatever and they search for stuff on on social media and they find groups and they they go up oh, there's a group that says also true right and it's got you know 10,000 followers i'm gonna i'm gonna fit right in you know hail odin and this and that and they join and they introduce themselves or they say something and then it's like whack man people could just come out and um in in on the surface level just kind of you know lay into these uh newcomers or, or people that are still trying to figure things out because again the the, the group is run in a very uh, very specific sort of way so it can come across as being very um like like people are just being pricks about things you know you're kind of an asshole or whatever and uh that just is kind of the. Uh, that's just kind of the uh, the atmosphere, you know. So if you can get past the 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 callous nature, the callous approach to things, and and approach it in a way wherein you're wanting to learn, and read the group rules and all this kind of mess, you know, I've learned a lot, and I've actually taken a lot away from the content posted in this group. Again, if it's if you're not a reconstructionist, and if you're not at least partially. Interested in historical approaches to this religion, uh, then the group's not for you. Um, again, it's it's not all about the the mysticism aspects of of what is probably mostly uh, found in in modern day. Um, it's not even a reconstruction approach. It's like a modern day reinvention, you know, neo y type stuff the woo woo fluffy bunny type stuff. That's what, that's not what this group is about. It's, it's very historically based. Um, so anyway, information on that, I've, I've, I've decided information on that will be up in the show notes. If you're interested, you want to find that group, head up to the show notes of the podcast link to the Facebook group will be there. Um, but an interesting uh, post that I wanted to talk about was a, a post that was a, um, included on uh, march 25th Today is the 31st last day of march by the way um you guys we've made it three months into 2021 and uh what a ride it's been so far so anyway uh about five six days ago um this post came up and it was a post asking if a half a jar of moonshine would be a considerable start for a sacrifice this is a question that was posted um by a um i'm going to venture out On a limb and say this is a newcomer uh, to heathenry or at least to this group because of the nature of the question would half a jar moonshine be a considerable start for a sacrifice right now the first response to this was as it's not a sacrifice no and as a follow-up response in regards to the offering factor, it depends on if you made it yourself and how the other half was spent. And then there's a thread within this post that goes into kind of a, a little bit of an explanation of what's being talked about here, because um, the, the the person who responded to this, and I don't, I'm not going to name names or whatever, just be, again, I don't. This was not my post, and I don't have you know permission from. Um, The authors or or the writers of this group if you guys just go to the show notes You'll you'll see what I'm talking about if you you join the group you'll see Um, There's a difference between um, offerings and sacrifices Now for a lot of folks, I think that may uh, Bring up question especially newcomers to heathenry while an offering, you know uh, To the gods or this that you know, what's the difference between an offering and a sacrifice um, and I just I wanted to kind of go into that and and give a little bit of my own understanding because look, uh, as I've said multiple times before, you know I'm by no means an uh, an end all be all authority to heathenry. I'm learning a lot myself. My own world view that has developed, um, has 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 taken years to develop, and it's still, it is it's like a living thing. You know, it's 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 constantly evolving. It's constantly growing. To adjust you know what I mean like my worldview now is not the same as it was year uh, you know year two years ago whatever and I'm and I'm almost assured uh, assuredly going to say that my worldview today is not going to be exactly the same as it will be this time next year Just like my worldview a year a year ago wasn't exactly the same as it is today you know so with that being said um You know, when when a post like that gets posted, and you get someone who is um, who has been doing this for so long, and who has been, you know, who has developed a worldview due to years of research and experience, um, comes off and says, "Well, it's not a sacrifice." So, no, it's not a quote considerable start. Now, in regards to the offering factor, it depends on if you made it yourself, right? If you made the moonshine. If you made the, the liquor yourself and, and how the other half, because the guy, you know, again, the, the the original post was was posted as like half a jar of moonshine. And uh the, the, the person who was who was responding who who posted that got the response and then and then in they in turn replied said, I didn't know if it also depends on personal value, to which the response came off as no, because it's deeds not intent and they suggest you know reading studying and learning because the the approach that this person has taken seems to be following a bit of more of a romanticized view which is very typical for newcomers to heathenry um, they're still trying to find their way they're trying to still you know develop a worldview and then learn things and um, come across and, and come uh, forward with things that uh, just again, um, seem a bit romanticized and not actually based on any sort of uh, research. Now, again, if if your approach is, is not historical and if you're not into you know uh, a reconstructionist approach, then fine. Don't pass off your your beliefs or your thoughts or your what is unverified unverified personal gnosis UPG. Uh, don't pass that off as fact, or don't pass it off as anything other than what it is. Um, but if you are truly interested in wanting to develop a worldview that is based around historical sources and texts, uh, take the time to learn and study uh, about these things. Because, as a point that was brought up in this post, was that you know, wasting alcohol when you don't even properly know why you're wasting it would be pretty much a shame. So I wanted to kind of talk a bit about at least where I'm sitting at in my worldview and my understanding of things sacrifice versus offerings okay now again on the surface the words the 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 the, the approach or whatever to to what these words mean and, and what you're doing may seem identical um, but I'm gonna kind of talk through it a bit um, and, and go off into the weeds with this stuff so Um, Again, as you guys and gals out there are uh, doing your thing and going about your daily activities, whatever it may be, just kind of, as I like to say, you know, bear with me. Um, So, again, my my idea or my understanding of sacrifice is that um, the the reason behind the sacrifice um, is to elicit a certain response from the sacred. Um, also, sacrifice means that you are rendering the item that you are sacrificing, okay, the, that, the, the thing that you're sacrificing, whatever it might be, um, the sacrifice process, uh, renders it to be the, uh, of no more further use in profane space. I've mentioned on my podcast and in videos before about um, the difference between fro- profane and sacred space, or at least I've alluded to it. Maybe haven't gone into great detail or depth uh, with that, but, in, but uh, suffice that to say, you know, uh, profane space and time is what we as as humans, as mortals, as as um, mankind that is the that is the existence that we live in. We live in profane space and time. There is sacred space and time that. Um, transcends beyond what we can tangibly or, or in any sort of way uh, identify with. Um, in, in Again, in our own mortal profane uh, view of things. Now, there are also, as like a subsets or subdifferences, between uh, sacred space and time where in the sacred dwell and the spirit realm or the spiritual beings because the spiritual realm there, there there is it's kind of like different levels, at least the way as I understand it. you know you've got more mortal beings that exist in profane space, uh, such as us as mankind, and then you've got spiritual beings that exist in profane space, and we're talking it, talking now about um, such figures as uh, the Vetir of the home, Vaitir of the land, the Lund the hisvetir, these spiritual beings, these spirit beings, these whites, as it were these. Um, entities that exist in profane space we coexist with them in our uh, profane space and time but they they exist on a different level of exi- they they, uh, they exist on a different level you know what I mean like they've if I feel like they are closer to sacred space than we are um, but they still coexist with us so we're talking about again the husfater the whites these beings these are creatures these are entities these are um as oh and and our ancestors as well so our ancestors are spirit uh beings spirit forces that that um exist within the profane space um they're just in like the spirit realm, um sort of sort of existence in my understanding right so or or is, is how i approach it so you've got sacrifice offerings, we sacrifice to the sacred and we offer uh, within the profane. We offer to our ancestors, we offer to the whites as a sort of uh, gesture of acknowledgement to maintain solid and and good, wholesome relationships between us and them because we again share existence, we share space, we share our time, we share, our lives with them, and we coexist, we cohabitate, and the offering to them is um, an engagement within the gifting cycle to, um, again, uh, maintain that that healthy uh, relationship. The sacrifice element is done to the sacred, um, as also a engagement of the gifting cycle, but the intent, uh, you know, the the reason behind it um i feel is different and it's on a different scale deeds not intent deeds versus intent sacrifice versus offering um and again so so what you know how do we define the difference what is the what is the the separation between it to me right at least coming at it from a and i, and I am not a, uh, let me just reiterate if i haven't mentioned it already yet on this podcast i haven't uh, and others' uh, podcast episodes before. I'm not a 100% hardcore reconstructionist, even not a historical reconstructionist, even. I do, however, draw strongly from the historical side of things. Like that is a huge inspiration and a huge source for me to pull from. So, with that being said, The way I approach heathenry, my worldview of heathenry, is being built largely around historical um, approaches to things. The the engagement with the sacred is done solely at the tribal level, right? The reason for that is because we know, at least from historical sources, that when the gods were sacrificed to, it was done with the involvement of the tribe of the society it wasn't like you know you know joe blow over here sacrificed something of his own to the gods and that was just him if it existed if that happened we don't know about it we don't have any historical text so we can't back it up in any sort of way did it happen could it have happened very very possibly and, and probably i mean why would we think otherwise but again we there there, there's nothing to back it up what we do have historically written down what we do have documented that we know of is that when the gods were sacrificed to there was a group present it was done at the tribal level and those things that were sacrificed were destroyed in some sort of way they were weapons were bent food was burned things were bogged um things were rendered useless in the profane space. That was the ritualistic element. It was being sent off to the sacred, sent off beyond the profane space and time's use. And therefore that was a sacrifice. And that could have been anything. It could have been, I mean, um, a weapon. It could have been um, the, the, the the harvest of a, of a crop or something. If, if, if you destroyed something beyond use for yourself and for yours that's a sacrifice because again that was your life that was your protection that was something that could have been used to uh you know provide for your hearth, for your home for your tribe and if that did not exist anymore it was ritually destroyed as a sacrifice and it was it was the the deed itself of, of doing that um was done for something very specific offerings things of a gift you know i offer this to you in hopes that i receive something back um a little bit different approach and then and, and the deeds uh, the, the the focus on those deeds were were positioned a little bit differently you know um and i and i understand the the response and and the reply uh where this whole you know where this this individual's like half a jar moonshine is that considerable start of a sacrifice no not as a start of a sacrifice because what can you do you can go to the store and buy a jar moonshine you know without context without understanding what it you know was 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 this moonshine something that uh you or you or, or someone near and dear to you made themselves i can say um just as a sort of uh I, I'm trying to think of the right word, but like my own experience right um mead that um, has been made homemade um by those nearest and dearest to me um, was made specifically for a sacrifice it it's like it wasn't even drunk um. By by the tribe, you know, it was like a a batch of mead was made to ritually destroy as a sacrifice to the to the sacred. And it was done um, on the like tribal level with the group. Right. So um, if if that part, again, it's it's their 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 deeds and deeds over intent or deeds not intent. Um, I'm still. Doing some some learning and studying of, and research of myself to, to decipher the difference between that because I feel like intent means a lot when it comes to why we do what we do. I've talked about it enough where, you know, what you do, um, what you give, what you – the item um, is of little consequence. There's there's more to it with uh, the intent behind it, why you're doing it, the purpose behind it. Um, so I feel like there's a blend Between deeds and intent that needs to be considered here, Um, but again, the initial response—you know—a half a jar moonshine. What you know? What are you going to do with the other half? Second, you know. Firstly, secondly, um, there's no real context to base this off of. You're talking just about a a generic half a jar of something. Um, Now, again, if there was more context behind it, if somebody's like, "I'm gifting this because," or "I'm sacrificing this because I'm the one that made it," I've spent. X amount of months or whatever, making this, and um, this is what I've put into it, and this is, you know, why I'm I'm doing it again. There, there's there's got to be a reason why I feel it. The intent behind it does mean something. Uh, so maybe more on that to come over time. But uh, that's kind of where I feel like the difference between sacrifice and offerings are sacrifices to the gods, sacrifices to the sacred, um, and it's done with a very specific approach in a very specific uh, audi- uh, say audience but involvement with the tribe offerings can be made and done on a daily basis on an individual level at an individual um, or even small group you know if it's like a family cult hearth cult um, approach to things you know like every morning we make it we make a, a bowl of oats or we pour this or that and it's a you know a, a ritual gesture to the the whites of the home or the whites of the land or we do this or we do those sort of individual cultic practices that i feel are are an integral element to how heathenry is developed in modern time like there has to be that there has to be a strong sib there has to be a strong family unit there has to be that strong familial structure in existence before you can even think about engaging with the sacred at the tribal level it has to happen at the home first it has to happen with the family first you know heathenry is where the hearth is Shout out Eric Shervin at the Raven's Call because that's that's entirely him, but I back it up (laughs) 150,000%. Right? Um, Heathenry is where the hearth is, folks. And if you don't have a strong family unit, if you don't have strong hearth cult, individual cultic practices within your um, roof tree, your family roof tree, whatever label, whatever name you want to put to it, then where do you have anything to go off of. Where are you going to, how, you know, you can't understand uh, engaging and dealing with the sacred if you are not first understanding on how to deal with and engage with those spiritual entities and and elements that exist within your own space, within profane space. You got to start, you got to crawl before you walk, you got to walk before you run, you know, it, it has to start somewhere. And I feel like that's where a lot of newcomers to heathenry are getting kind of lost in the sauce you know um you know odin thor Freyr, Tyr, the gods right and they have no idea or haven't built at least a, a a foundation to go off of you know they think it's all about the gods the gods the gods the gods the gods and i've talked about this in a recent video on my youtube channel you know gods over folk you know How, you know where is your approach do you You know have you already built your hearth cult have you already built those individual cultic practices and an established tradition there before you venture off and go into the you know the sacred realm of things so that's the first half of this uh episode that's the first segment um about this. I'm going to come back here after a little bit and talk to you a bit about the future of this podcast. I got some things on my mind and I would love to hear your feedback about. So this is a bit of a call to action coming up here after the break. So stay tuned. And we will get into that when we come right back after this. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting Midgard Musings and random heathen ramblings here on the podcast and all the ways that you do. I did just want to call to your attention in case you didn't know that one of the many ways that you can support this podcast is by purchasing merchandise. And you can do that by going to MidgardMusingsStore.com. Okay, all the purchases that are made go to directly support the podcast. Um, and any of the other social media platforms that I distribute content on which mainly include YouTube Facebook and Twitter um, So you guys and gals out there. Please be sure to check out Midgard musings you can get t-shirts tank tops hoodies and all other kinds of things in variety of sizes and colors the styles uh, can cater to all types of folks men women children even infants We've got some really cute uh, baby onesies that, uh, you know, vary in all different kinds of sizes. So make sure to head over to Store.com. Check out what you got over there to get for yourself, your kids, your wife, your girlfriend, your husband, your boyfriend, your loved ones, your grandma, your grandpa, anybody in your life that you think would love to rock some awesome Midgard Musings merchandise. Check it out and get you something today. your heathen or pagan altar or sacred space missing that special something? Well, I have got the solution to a problem like that. Go check out Odin'sBeardWoodworking.com Okay, that's Odin'sBeardWoodworking.com Matthew Petrie over here does amazing carvings, hand-carved wooden godpoles, pocket altars. He also does brood sets. Um, wonderful, wonderful work. I have a few of his pieces that accentuate my heathen altar um, and he also will do uh, custom commissions he'll do rune sets around the full moon of every month really really awesome quality and it's a small business guys small heathen run business so what better way can you do for the community than by supporting local small businesses so again go check out Odin's Beard Woodworking.com you can find him on Facebook that's facebook.com slash o woodworking so go ahead and check them out don't forget to tell matt that jesse sent you thanks for listening let's get back to the podcast all right now welcome back thank you for sticking with it after that short uh commercial break as I like to call it all of which I run uh I run these promos right I put these promos in between segments in between stuff on the podcast to kind of you know break through the noise and give you guys something interesting to listen to it's mostly not gonna lie you know my own uh products my own brand that sort of thing because guess what Midgard Musings has become a brand or at least I like to think so it's becoming a brand I'm working Towards making it a brand, um, and here on the Random Heathen Ramblings podcast, um, it's just another way to, you know, get it out there. So, as I fight through a little bit of indigestion, uh, apologies for that if you heard it, but um, hitting a bit of a snag with uh, the podcast here lately. Um, so for everybody that's listening, that's been following and stuff, you guys know I'm I'm all about this Anchor, Anchor, uh, uh, platform. You know, I talk about, oh, you know, send me this voice message through the Anchor.fm app or Anchor.fm slash Midgard Musings. You can find me on the Anchor app. It's free. Free, 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 free. Everybody loves free. I love free. Who doesn't love free? Right. But what? at what cost, at what price, you know, you talk talking about free, you know, you get what you pay for this thing, that, and the other. Um, and here's the, here's the sort of snag that I have hit with anchor. Okay. Um, so it's, it's, you know, it's time to be real with all of my listeners because I know you guys, you know, I've get, you know, I get, uh, you know, a hundred plus some odd listeners a week. On this platform which is modest um, but i I appreciate every one of you right so if you're listening to this and you're wondering what's even going on what's he talking about i do want to say that um you know 100 some odd listeners a week is is huge and i want to say thank you um but the hang-up or the or the issue is this right we're getting some real talk here now OK, so I hope you guys are settled in for this. Um, the issue, right, is that my time is spent uh, outside of work. You know, when I and when I say work, I mean, you know, 10 hour days, five days a week. I don't have a lot of extra spare time. Um, that I spend with like my family, with my wife and stuff. She has things that she does extracurricular activities outside of her work schedule, um, in our in our lives. Work, um, in in such a in such a fashion, in such a way. But in terms of the time that I spend outside of work, extracurricular activities, it's you know once a week. It's doing something like this with the podcast, and other times it's you know putting up YouTube content and um, making rune sets, or doing or or trying to procure equipment and products to make rune sets and all this other kind of stuff it's time right and what's the old how's the old saying go you know time is money okay and look for me to come out here and do these things and, and, and get out here and do these podcasts um i love to do it you know for the hour uh, or, or so uh a week to put these things out um i'm not asking for much i'm not asking for um people Out here to pay me for my time but what I am trying to do is monetize right and have advertisers or sponsors linked to the podcast that are gonna say hey you know what let's throw some ads in between you know mid rolls and things like that along the along the way so that way you know people that are listening anyway that you know when you watch television what do you do you get commercials right when you watch YouTube unless you're paying for premium you're gonna get ads it's just another form of marketing. It's just another form. It's business, right? That's all I want, and that's all I. W- and I was getting it here on Anchor for the longest time. Now let me tell you what's been happening for the last year, longer than a year, probably for the last year and a half. Okay, I have not been getting any sort of sponsorships, any sort of ads, or anything running on these um, on these episodes. Which means I am doing what I am doing, 100% strictly for free, unless you know listeners such as yourself wish to donate monetarily to the podcast. Which I again, um, it's great if you want to, but I, I always say you know if you want to support me um, and what I do here, then listen, share, comment, follow, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Because the more people that know about it, the, the more the algorithms. Uh, are, are trained as it were to to distribute the content. So I don't ask for monetary support from my listeners unless you absolutely want to. and I get that um, through like Patreon. I get it through the YouTube ad revenue. I get it through a lot of different ways, but it's um, i'm 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 really frustrated with anchor because all of the year, you know, all the time over the last year and a half, all the episodes that I put out that get absolutely no, monetization. I've reached out to their support and I keep getting the same cookie cutter response. Oh, you know, just keep putting out content. We'll match you up with a sponsor one of these days. And one of these days ain't a day of the week, dude. Like it doesn't happen. It doesn't it doesn't. And and, I, and I've said, you know, look, if this is the same response that I'm going to get, which again is coming from a platform that is free to use. So, you know, what are you going to complain about, Jesse, right? It's free. You get what you pay for. For beginners, for hobbyists, for folks that are just doing it to be fun, Anchor is great. Um, It's been awesome. I actually love it. I enjoy using it. It's very simple. It's very easy. But I need something more, and I want something more, and that is where you, the listener, may come into – to play here. You guys listen to what I have to say. You upvote, you, you provide your support in that sort of way. I'm asking you for your feedback. You know, I'm doing some research and I'm looking to maybe jump over to a different podcast platform to, uh, build this brand at a professional level. Um, so if anybody is out there listening that has podcasts themselves or or does podcasts themselves, um, and has seen success with it, then I invite you to let me know reach out Midgard musings tn at gmail.com i may be moving all of my podcasts to a different platform now that may mean that my previous episodes go bye-bye um i really don't want that to happen because i think if i were to reflect back and see i've seen a lot of great growth you know i look at my analytics and it's um pretty encouraging you know to see what's what's been happening with the podcast but uh, at the end of the day, again, like you know, time is money. If I'm going to spend an hour a week, or a couple, whatever it's going to be, um, getting some sort of kickback uh, from it, it's 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 warranted. You do you wouldn't ask anybody to do a service, to perform a service, or to provide goods um, free of charge without getting something in return. Um, so I hope this doesn't seem shallow. I'm not trying to make it sound shallow. I'm not trying to make this sound like I'm in it. For the money, um, but at the end of the day, uh, I enjoy doing this, and I want to see something in return to help provide for my family and and, and give something back that I that I give to it. Um, and really, all that boils down to is finding a good platform that's going to team me up and pair me up with, um, you know, uh, sponsors or or uh, you know, uh, affiliates or something to. To, to generate some ad revenue. So am I the greatest podcaster out here? By no means I am not. Um you guys are just stuck listening to me on this. I don't I don't I don't have a visual version of this podcast out here. My equipment is is basic at the very least. Um, you know, and, and if I were to try to change this podcast to a uh, audio and visual format and just you know worry about you know strictly doing it via um, YouTube or any other methods um, again I want I want to consider that and I want to consider what opportunities there are out there for folks like me looking to go pro as it says you know or as they say um, so again if you got some feedback you want to offer it to me uh, let me know you can uh, you cannot uh, you know you can call me um, the the uh, the hotline is there and it's open if you want to leave a voicemail, 615-671-9832. Sending an email, though, with some links or some information would be probably best for something like this, so T N, at gmail.com. I'll take a a look at it. Um, But I am. I am uh, here on the Anchor platform talking about looking for opportunities outside of the Anchor platform. So we'll see how good this episode does, knowing that I'm sitting here publicly denouncing the platform that I publish my entire content on. And, then, you know, that's the cool thing about Anchor. It's like, you know, I don't have to worry about where the episode shows up and, you know, Spotify and Apple and Google Podcasts and all these other places. Anchor does it all. But am I willing to put in more work to get... My podcast out on other platforms so that way i get something back in return for it uh, absolutely i am you know absolutely i am so if you got ideas and you want to shoot them my way then i am 100 uh anxious to hear from you like i said I've, I've looked into some and i've got some ideas on where to go um but you're the listener, and you're the ones that, uh, you know, support this podcast by listening. So, whatever your feedback is, one way or the other, say no, man. You know what? Stay right here. Just stick it through. Um, while I am on Anchor, you do have that option to send me a voice message. You know, just download the Anchor app, look for Midgard Musings, random heathen ramblings. Send me a voice message. You got a minute to say what you want to say on that uh you can call me and leave me a message on the hotline number 615-671-9832 um and we'll see how it goes so uh yeah that's gonna be it for me um at least on this segment got a couple more things for you to listen to and then we're going to get into what i hope is one of the highlights of the podcast which is the uh Havamal stanza discussion. So we're going to be right back after these messages with a random stanza from the Havamal to discuss its meaning right after these messages. Unique, one-of-a-kind, silver, pagan, heathen, and occult designs only at Maccabe. There are various Mjolnars listed on two different Etsy shops. I'll be providing those links for you here in just a moment. And they also do custom work. And like I said, they have various pagan, occult, and other heathen-inspired religious jewelry designs. Um, And specific custom work uh, requests are welcome. You can follow Maccabay on Instagram, which is at Designs. That's M A K. A-B-E-T designs or on Facebook at Maccabay. Now to find them on Etsy, you'll go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Maccabay designs. That's M-A-K-A-B-E-T designs uh, for all the socially acceptable designs. And then for more of the fun, occult and adult type designs, you can go to Etsy.com slash shop slash Macabre Hammer, that's M-A-C-A-B-R-E Hammer. Check them out today and let us know what you think. Alright, folks, here we are once again at the end of the podcast, winding things down with another randomly selected stanza from the Hover Mall. Words of the High One. One of the most widely known and recognized uh, poems contained within the poetic edda. Largely recognized by many heathens as being a source of practical wisdom. How to get some water. There's some wisdom for you. Stay hydrated, right? Drink water or die. There's your there's your stanza for the day. That's it. Good night. Have a great day. Random heathen ramblings out. No, no, no. no just kidding. <laughs> um, today's random stanza from the Havamal is selected, and it is stanza 37. So if you made it this far in the podcast, then I would like to initiate or or, or invite people. Initiate, right? It's one of those southern words, initiate. But... um. That's horrible humor. Uh, invite you to suggest a random stanza of the Hava Mall, right? You got plenty of uh, ways to get in touch with the podcast. Mainly if you want to discuss uh, anything, you can call the hotline. But if you want a stanza to be read here on the podcast, then call into the hotline 615-671-9832 and let me know which stanza from the Hava Mall you would like for me to cover. But today's... Random stanza is selected by myself randomly. I'm going to randomly randomize it. Stanza 37. Um, and as always, we're going to read from a number of various translations. We've got the Auden and Taylor translation. We've got... Um, let's see. we got, I think, Bellows. We've got Hollander, Thorpe, and Jackson Crawford today. So we'll start with the Auden and Taylor Translation of stanza 37 from the Havamal A small hut of one's own is better. A man is his master at home. His heart bleeds in the beggar who must ask at each meal for meat. Uh, the Bellows translation is better a house, though a hut it be. A man is master at home. His heart is bleeding. Who needs must beg when food he fain would have. Hollander is going to read, One's home is best, though a hut it be. There a man is master and lord. His heart doth bleed, who has to beg the meat for his every meal. Thorpe is one's own house is best, small though it be. At home is every one his own master. Bleeding at heart is he who has to ask for food at every meal tide. And then uh, Jackson Crawford is the final one that we're going to read from. This is in the Wanderers of them all. Better to have a home, even if it's little. Everyone should call somewhere home. Your heart will be wounded if you have to beg for every meal from somebody else. Uh, Now, one interesting thing to note... Um, as 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 in you know a lot of the uh, various translations that one may read from, I, I try to offer different uh, translations from different versions because sometimes the lines uh, and numberings of the stanzas vary between um, the numbers between the translations. So you know, you know, like one version might be stanza blah 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 and then another, the same thing that's read is like one or two stanzas different. Um, but these, the like stanza 37, right? You got 36 and 37 that touch on similar themes and they share pretty much the same, uh, thing as like the first two lines. You got the first two lines that express the idea that it's good to have your own house, regardless of how small or humble it is. Right? Plenty of people that are listening to this may own their home. They may rent, they may rent to own, they may have... Uh, are, are buying their home. Um, they may live in a apartment. they may live in a small house, a condo, a town home, a trailer. It doesn't matter. It's good to have your own space. It's good to have your own house regardless of how small or humble it is, okay um, when wherever I have lived over my life um, and I've lived in many places, <laughs> many different abodes, have sheltered my head from the elements um it always felt good to come back to it at that time you know it's because when you have a home because when you have a place you are the master there you are the lord of your abode right describing it as being you know your own master your own house it gets right to the heart of i think the wisdom that is presented in this stanza because look at look at everything that we have to deal with in modern time right we have to go to our jobs um we have to go out and we have to go shopping whether it be for clothes or for food so much of what we have to do in our daily lives happens outside of our home or at least they have in the past i guess within the last year or so a lot of what we do is restricted to our homes because for for instance myself I've had the fortune and the opportunity to work from home, so my home is literally where I spend my whole time, it's just a separation between you know, work and personal life. Um, but consider also the fact that when you are outside of your home, whether it be if you have to go to a job, or whether you go to shopping, or you're in public, or even if you're at a guest, or, or even if you are a guest at, at someone else's home, could be a friend, right? You're not truly or, uh, you know, th- there's not as much freedom present in those places and in those environments as much as it is when you are at your own home. OK. Um, and and this kind of, I guess, you know, like a lot of folks that may be listening may not be in their own home, as it were. They may have like a roommate situation or they're, you know, coexisting uh, in the home of another, but you know, so you may not necessarily have that, but you have your own space, you have your own area, because in in, in your own home, no matter how little or big it might be, um, you're king of the castle, you're the you're the you know, the cock of the walk, as they say, you know, king of the roost, master of your own domain, captain of your own ship, you know. Um, that's kind of like the first half of the stanza or the first couple of lines, you, you know, the next few lines go over the, the point of, uh, kind of the result of when those things don't, when, when the first two lines don't, don't play out, you know, if you're, if you're having to beg for something to eat, if you're having to rely on somebody else to eat, there's, there's, there's very few pains that can be compared to that, you know, to rely on somebody else, you know, I don't have a meal. I don't bring in my own, meal and stuff Um, and I therefore have to rely on somebody else to to feed me and that sort of thing it's it really does uh, and I've been in that situation before you know what I mean where you don't uh, you don't ask for much because you know that you are taking from others you know you don't have that much to offer back in return it's like this uh, it does it makes your heart bleed as we've heard you know, bleeding at heart is he who has to ask for food at every mealtide. It, it, it's a terrible pain to feel. It's a unique sort of pain to feel. So to maintain our honor, to maintain our integrity, and to stand on our own two feet is 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 is, is a real big accomplishment, you know? I feel like it's, uh, you know, we're earning our own way. We maintain our own pride. We maintain our own honor. And it's, um, you know knowing that we provide for our family that's one of the greatest accomplishments uh and feelings that i've had of accomplishment in my own life is knowing that at the end of the day um the things that happen within my own hearth are due to the result of hard work from not just me but from my wife and um you know it it is it's it's a measure of our own uh of our own reputation of our own luck we talk about things within a heathen worldview get and and Luck. And these are things that are very important uh, to us as heathen, as heathens, right? How we step up and make things happen. It's, we don't just wait for something to happen for us. We go out and we make things happen ourselves, you know? We work hard. We go through our struggles. We fight our way back from troubles. If, if we get knocked down, and you know what? We shake it off. We wipe the blood off our face we 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 dust the dirt off of our knees and we you know just crack our knuckles crack our necks and we, we get back into the fray we go back out there and we do we don't accept defeat we don't lie down and just take the the lashings that life dishes out you know and i feel like that is what makes us as heathens So honorable and so so different, you know, regardless of the religious approach or the religious views of of individuals um, along this path, there's there's a commonality, there's there's a common ground that I think we can all relate to. And that is that we are not just going to lie down and let things take us. We're going to uh, let the adversity, let the struggle um, temper us into learning how to survive learning how to provide for and stand on our own two feet um because it brings worth it 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 gives us worth to our folk and it gives you know when when our people see that when our when our kinsmen when our kith when our the extended people of our family those who are nearest and dearest to us when they see that we are now worth more to them because they, they they see what we go through and they don't they're you know, like well he didn't he didn't take that one lying down you know there you know there was more to uh more to him than on the surface or her on the surface than than met the eye so that's my analysis of stanza 37 of the havmol if you guys and gals out there are listening have read it yourself and want to share your thoughts please do so you can call into the hotline you can send a voice message through the anchor app you can send me an email all that stuff's been shared already send me a message on facebook dm me on twitter comment on a youtube video just let me know that you heard the podcast and that you know it hit hit a nerve or whatever so that's going to wrap it up for today's episode of random heathen ramblings i hope That you'd enjoyed it and i hope that you've checked out everything that i've asked you to check out thus far um you guys have a great rest of the day afternoon morning whatever it is that you're out there doing and until we talk again hail and may your hearth fires continue to burn bright